0: Amen. How many like that title? Radical forgiveness. I think everybody going. Yes, I know I do. I tell you what, well, this actually stemmed out of some of our Tuesday night study and uh, we're in the book of Philemon. Now I'll probably just call it Philemon and everything else, but it's like tomato, tomato, but I believe it's Philemon. Okay. And uh, I just want to tell you this. I have really been excited about delivering this message. Matter of fact, I don't think there's ever been a message I haven't been excited about delivering, but this one has just really, God has just really worked that uh, throughout the week. And I pray that you guys have an open heart to hear what God has for you, for each one individual. God is that good that he'll tailor this message to you. So it's about radical forgiveness, but not only that, we're going to see the, the masterpiece of God's grace unfolded in this, in this story. And uh, so we're going to be able to share a little bit. If you've got your hand out, you're going to see we're going to be looking at some points like godly love, amazing grace, radical forgiveness, and the refreshing freedom that's only found in Christ. And see, I just believe I've been praying and praying and praying all week. Lord, just show your presence to us today in this place. Just a thickness of your presence today. And that's my prayer because you know what? When we get a touch of God, everything changes. Amen. And it changes for the good. Bless you, brother. All right. Well, look at this. Um, I wanted to think about this when we started this out. All week where I work at, they've been demolishing a building. Anybody ever seen them just really tear down a building? Yeah, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Because, you know, they've got the walls and the blocks and the buildings. And they bring on, you know, those big old steam rollers. And they've got the claws and they've got the wrecking ball. Boom, tearing the walls down. Making way for something new. And I believe that's what God's word's going to do today. For all those things that we've allowed to come in and set up camp and build walls between us and God's best. I believe God's going to bring them down today, Amen. amen. So I'll tell you what, I'm excited. We're going to jump on in here today. So the story we got today is, uh, I'm going to, I have to kind of unpack it. I've got to, got to get to where I want to go on this thing. It's actually an epistle. It's a story um, that Paul wrote, a letter that Paul wrote while he was in jail in Rome, And he was writing to his buddy, Philemon. And uh, there's really three key players in here, all right? So I'm going to kind of unpack this and you guys just work with me. and We're going to jump right on into it. So we've got three main characters in the story, okay? We've got Philemon, and we've got Paul the Apostle, and we got Onesimus. Now, I'm going to give you a little behind-the-scenes on that. I believe everybody knows who the Apostle Paul is for the most part. God used him mightily to, to bring the message to the, from, uh, from the Jews and, and to the Gentiles and, and a whole lot more. And anybody would listen. Paul would speak to them about Jesus. Amen? How many like that in here? Everybody, right? That's what we want to be, right? So he used him in a mighty way. Now, next we got... Uh, Philemon, and he was a wealthy landowner, okay. And Paul met him when he was uh, at the church of Colosseum, the Colossian church. And Paul actually led him to the Lord, so there was a relationship there, right? So he was a landowner, evidently a wealthy man. Now the next guy I want you to look at, and if you got your Bibles, just open to Philemon, is a guy named Onesimus, and he was a slave who belonged to Philemon. And what he did, he stole from Philemon, Philemon, and and took off, running. How many know that God still loves you if you're running? How many knows it takes a whole lot ener- less energy to run to God than it does from God? We're going to be talking about that. I found that out over the years. You know, you just, man, you just, <laughs> I, mean, I got the jump on him. I got the jump on him. He's like, What are you doing? You know, I'm right here. So I pray that we run into the loving arms of God. And so as he was running, Onesimus, the slave, was running, he went all the way to Rome. And guess who he runs into? Paul. And Paul shares the gospel message, the saving message of Jesus Christ with him, and it transforms his life. I mean, it just transforms his life, right? And that's what we're going to be talking about. How many know the power of God and the gospel message will transform your life? That's why we do what we do, you know? And so it transformed his life to the point, man, he says, hey, I want to serve with you and everything else. So we're going to jump into this in just a minute, but I want to kind of unpack this a little bit more. So, you know, you, you think about this God still loves the runaway. God still loves those that that have chosen bad. Um, But there's his grace and mercy is there for us to turn back. Amen. So with that being said, I know that um, when we read this, I want you to think about reconciliation, putting it back together. God reviving that message. And Paul starts out and he says, you know, he wants to see that relationship between Philemon, Philemon. And Onesimus, man, it's hard because it's not like Bob and George. You know what I mean? It would make it easy. But y'all are with me, right? Between the landowner and the slave, between Philemon, I'm sorry, and Onesimus, he wants to see that reconciled. And he says, you know what? He starts talking to him. He says, I really, I know the bond of Christ is the only thing that's going to do that. So with that being said, I want to read a little bit, but i want to do it a little different today. As I read, I want to kind of unpack it a little bit, read a little bit, unpack it a little bit. So everybody good? Yeah. yeah. Let's see what Christ has got for us today. Here we go. Amen. There's my amen. All right. I, I got it right over here. Oh, Kylie knows, knows the trick there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's read through this a little bit. Tim, I want to get you to get my back on this. So we're starting in verse eight. I did a little unpacking, jumping on verse eight. And Paul's talking and sending a letter back to Philemon. He says, this is why I am boldly asking a favor of you. I could demand it in the name of Christ because it is the right thing for you to do. Now, look at this. Paul is the apostle. Paul is the head of the church. We ultimately know that Jesus Christ is the head of the church, but he has authority is what I'm saying, right? God's using him to set it up. And he says, you know what? I, I could demand this because it's the right thing to do, but I would rather ask you. Now, I just want to say this. With, with children, we can demand them to, to do certain things and say, well, you need to clean your room. You need to do this and different things like that. But isn't it great when we suggest something to them and they go ahead and choose what is right? I really believe that's what he's doing here. He's saying, hey, this is, this is the right thing to do. Let's go on. Verse 9 says, But because of our love, I prefer simply to ask you. There's a relationship there, right? Consider this as a request from me, Paul, an old man, and now also a prisoner for the sake of Christ Jesus. Now, you know, sometimes it costs a little bit, doesn't it, to, to get out there and give, give the message, right? I'm not so much monetarily, but that comes into the picture. But sometimes you might be persecuted. Sometimes you might be laughed at. Is that going to keep us at home? No. We're going to keep on rolling. He was in chains. And he says, hey, listen, this is what I would love for you to do. This is what I would love to see happen in your life. He says, I appeal to you to show kindness to my child, Onesimus. I became his father in faith while here in prison. Onesimus hasn't been much use to you in the past, but now he is very useful to both of us. When I looked his name up, Onesimus, you know what it means? Useful. Isn't it amazing how he worked that into the equation, right? He said, he'll be very useful to you. All right, so he goes on, he says, I am sending him back to you. And with him comes my own heart. All right. He goes over to thirteen. He says, "I want to keep him here with me a while. I'm in these chains for preaching the good news, and and he would have helped me out on your. He would help me on your behalf. Sorry, guys, but I didn't want to do anything without your consent. You know, when you have a good relationship, you want to keep that relationship vibrant. You want to communicate." You want to make sure that, you know what, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but this is how my heart is, and this is how I feel. And I tell you, communication is the key in a relationship. He says, I want you to help because you were willing, not because you were forced. It goes back to what I'm saying. You know what? I don't want to twist anybody's arm to be here. I just want to tell you, here we are, you know? Encourage you to come, or whatever it is, or whatever the relationship is. You know what? Encourage that person, right? He said, it seems you lost Anismus for a little while so that you could have him back forever. He is no longer like a slave to you, but he is more than a slave, for he is a beloved brother. Now, we're going to jump in and unpack that. That's pretty heavy duty. How many know we were slaves to sin, right? But now, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Y'all start to see the parallel of what's going on here. It's a beautiful story. He said, especially to me. Now, he will mean much more to you, both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. Man, look at that. It sounds like you got some equalness, right? How many know that it's all level at the cross? And let's get our minds wrapped around this here. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. We got Philemon. He says, wait a minute, this guy stole from me. This guy ran out on me by the culture and everything. He could have had him killed. But Paul says, no, I want you to do the greater thing. See, God will use the gospel message to melt our heart to do the right thing. Amen. Let's keep rolling. We're all right on seventeen ten. Good. It says, so if you consider me your partner, making himself equal. Welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge it to me. And yeah, that's love, isn't it? That's love. He goes on and says, I, Paul, write this with my own hand, and I will repay it. Sound like anybody y'all know? Want to repay the debt for us? Beautiful story. Now, I want you guys to look at this. And he says, and I won't mention that you owe me your very self. Some version says your very soul. This is really cool because on Tuesday night, we kind of talked about that. And we just goes, man, you know, and one, one uh, side of the camp, we're thinking, you know, he's really putting the pressure on him. And then the other side I thought, well, you know, maybe he's just telling the truth. <laughs> Think about this. As I studied this, I said, Lord, how do we approach that? And what the Lord showed me is this. A lot of times when I'm walking and doing and, and, and um, investing in somebody's life, the Holy Spirit will give me a little check in my My spirit, you know, if I'm dealing with Jeff and I'm going, man, you know, I'm so tired of dealing with this guy or whatever, you know, I told him about this, this and everything. And I get that little check and the Holy Spirit says, is that how I deal with you? Is that how I deal with you? You remember what I did for you? Well, I want you to do that for him or her or whatever the case. I believe God was speaking through him and just said, and don't forget, I did that for you. I led you to the Lord. Can't you do the same? Can't you have some forgiveness? Can't you have some radical grace and forgiveness for him? I think that's a beautiful story. And he says, yes, my brother, please do me this favor for the Lord's sake. And he goes on, he says, I am confident as I write this letter. Give me this encouragement in Christ. I'm confident as I write this letter that you will do what I ask him even more. Now, that's something. Now, let's break it back down. Here we got the slave owner. The guy runs off, steals from him, skips down, gone, and by law, he, he could swing him high, man. And everybody would say, well, he's in the rain. right? Paul says, through the message of Jesus Christ, forgive him, restore him. gonna make him your brother. He's gonna be more useful to you now. Can you imagine that? Now, what has to happen? God's gotta do the work there. God's gotta do the work. There's things in our life that God's got to do the work because we don't want to. We're like, you know what? Push me, shove you, right? That's the way it is. So but, man, you just say, oh, you better not. But, but God says, you know what? Turn down the cheek. Let me tell you what he does not say. He doesn't say roll over and just be beaten up and take advantage of everything else. But if there's an opportunity for us to reflect Christ, ask the Lord to give you strength to reflect him well. Amen. So we're looking at this. Now, look at this. I did a little more digging. Now, Onesimus had to come back. He wanted him to come back, take this letter to Philemon. That's a long walk, bro. A thousand miles. Now, I don't know if they caught a camel or whatever they did, but a thousand miles thinking, wow, he could kill me wow, if somebody else picked me up on the road, I'm gone. And Paul said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send another disciple with you. And, uh, you know, we're going to trust and empower God's love to touch this man's heart, right? So he sends them on back. And we don't have any other account that I could find that, that said anything different other than we believe that he received them well because you know what? If there was something different, I believe God would have let us know. But what I believe what he's shown us in this, this triangle of Paul and Philemon and Onesimus is what's in the center is Christ and God's love. Amen? So when we look at this, see, the man's life was totally changed, all right? And this is what we're talking about. I was talking to Miss Tanya about this, and she brought up a great point. She says, you know, each one of those guys had a choice to make. I said, what do you mean? She says, each one of them had a choice to make. Paul could have said, hey, you know, you know, what's going on? Well, you know, you should go back, and you're on your own. No, he wrote a letter. He stood in the gap. He even said, I'll pay the price. If he owes you something, I'll pay the price. Onesimus had to say, I'm going to trust in the power of God's love, and I'm going to trust in what God says he's going to do. He's going to deliver me. And now Philemon has to say, this is is a real one. I want y'all to listen to a real good one right here. He's a Christian, and he's being asked to forgive somebody. Is he going to put put his faith, his feet in his faith, and walk it out, or is he going to go, well, you know, but, but. You don't know what he did to me. You might sit here today, well, you don't know what this person did to me. I don't, but God does. Plug yourself in the story. See, sometimes we just need to forgive for ourselves. Y'all hear what I'm saying? That person over here might say, well, I'm gonna do this. They might've not have repented or might not. You know what? Sometimes we have to get to that point. Say, you know what, Lord, i just release them. I'm not giving them any more control in my life for whatever happened way back when. I'm gonna keep on rolling. I'm gonna trust in the power of God. So can you think about that? So here we he go. He's got to come back. That's got to be a long, long haul back. You know? Anybody ever got in trouble and they said, uh, you need to go tell your dad? I'd be like, oh, that's a long walk. You <laughs> like, oh, know, man, I've been looking all around. You need me to dust anything, ma? You know, anything like that, you know? And all those things, anything not to have to do that. But he was trusting in the finished work of the cross. He was trusting in the love of God, right, amen? So let's see how God works this out. Amen. Everybody doing good? Let's keep rolling you got the sheet, say amen. We're going to first start about, talk about godly love. What is godly love? That godly love changes hearts. Amen? It changes hearts. We're talking about Paul, right? Before he, he had that encounter with Jesus, he was the guy who said, let's go get them. Let's go get the Christians. He was persecuting them. He was holding the coat, giving the order. stone him. But after he met Jesus, things changed. Things changed dramatically. All right? So we know that, God's love changes the heart of man, right? And we can look at the different backgrounds of the guys. I think that's great. You got a slave, you got a landowner, and you got Paul who was was very versed in scriptures and everything else, and he had a lot of head knowledge, but it didn't drop that two foot to his heart until he encountered Jesus. Amen? It's about a heart condition. It's about a relationship. That's what I'm talking about. So Godly love changes hearts. What else does it do? It changes situations. You know what? Your your current situation might need some changing. You know? And and God's love can provide that. And we'll speak on more of that in just a minute. But it doesn't have to stay there. It doesn't have to remain there. Godly love changes our responses. Or at least it should, right? It should change the way we look at things. It should change the way that we respond to different things. And for many of us, maybe our response has already been changing. But I want to talk to you about a word that the Bible talks about is sanctification. All right? That means to be set apart. But that's that process that God's still working it out in your life. I'm going to give you a, a, for instance, you know what? When you have a child, that's your child. Right? No matter what they do, no matter what they say, that's your child. When we give our life to the Lord, he says, they're mine. However, let's go back to the child. That child is going to have to be maturing and learning and all these things. And that's what happens as we come here. And we listen to the teaching of God's word and we step out in faith. God has continued to show us things, right? Teach us things, but we're secured the day we call on the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So our responses should change. Our responses should look a little different. You know, when something comes up, man, run it through the filter, run it through the filter of God's word. How would Jesus respond? You know, let's work with that. What else? Godly love changes the future. I guarantee I've talked to some of you guys one-on-one and gals one-on-one and talk about how God has changed their future, rescued us. Remember a couple of weeks ago, stuck in a rut where he pulls us out of that miry muck and sets our feet upon the rock? That's what God's doing. That's what God wants to do. That's what he desires to do. The price is already paid where you receive it, amen? So that's what's happening there. Man, when we get hope in Christ, everything changes, amen? It changes lives. Not only your life, it can change everything. Your family's life. It could change your neighbor's life. It could change your workplace. Amen? Now, I want to make sure you understand. That's because we're representing Christ. But each one has the opportunity to receive him for themselves. In other words, I'm saying, my faith can't get you to heaven. Only your faith in Jesus Christ can. You see that personal relationship? But you know what? I can be a spoke in the wheel to tell you about it. I can encourage you in the Lord, right? And say, hey, you know what? Oh man, I've been through this, I've been through that. You never know who God will put in your place. A lot of times when I talk to people, they think, well, I don't know the Bible that well or, or I'm not a preacher or I don't sing. Okay. People that have spoken to my life over the years have been ordinary folks, man, that would just take the time and just love you. I've had some good old boys say, man, what is up with you? You know, come here. And I'm going, what? And they go, what, what are you doing? What's going on? And you're thinking, what are they saying? But you know what? They might have had enough a dose of Jesus in their life somewhere to go, that ain't good. That's not good. I don't know all the answers, but that's not right. Whatever the case may be. So let me tell you, never underestimate where a word from God can come. Just make sure when you feel like you're getting a word from God that you're it up with the word of God. You hear what I'm saying? That's a good word right there. You want to line it up. Well, somebody said they go to this church and they said this and that. Well, you know, where's it at in the world? Where's it at? Because if it's, if it's going with that, then you know you get a check in your screen. You say, okay, okay, that's good. But what I want to tell you is God will change hearts. God will change situations. Our hearts and, and responses should be changed because he, we have a brighter future with, future with Jesus. Amen. Do some hospital visits sometimes. And you know, I try to bring hope and joy in there, right? How many know when you're not feeling good, you don't need somebody to come in there and go, man, dude, you don't look good. Man, I thought you were gonna be out of here by now. You know, you don't need that. You need to be like, get them away. We want somebody speaking life, you know? Speaking life. I told a story one time, um, just popped in my mind It's worth repeating. A friend of mine, I got a call one time, they said, Man, this is not good. This is not good. And I went up to the hospital. And I met one of my preacher buddies. And, and I didn't even find out about this until about a year later. This guy was out. He was, he was down. They couldn't figure out what was going on. They dressed us up with all this stuff on, man. We were going in there. Me and my buddies said, You praying? He said, Yeah, I'm, I'm praying too. Because we didn't even know what we were walking into. And we prayed over that guy. And we said, Lord, just bring your healing touch to this man. Lord, raise him up. Did I see anything right there? Didn't see anything immediately. And we went on about our business. And I kept praying. I said, Lord. Lord, I know, I know you can raise him up, Lord. Time went by. He's doing a little bit better. Praise God. I saw a man, that man about a year after that. You remember the story I said? He was out. Out. And me and my buddies in there. And I saw him. I was getting a hamburger. I think Jesse was with me. He goes, hey, man, what's up, brother? I said, hey, man, you're my walking prayer request. That's awesome. And he, everything, noise was going and it was clanging, you know, bottles and this and that in the background. He said, puts his hand on my shoulder. He said, I'll never forget you and Billy come here and pray for me. He said, he was on this side and you were on this side. There was only three of us in there. But I really think there was four. I think the Lord himself was there. Now you tell me how that man knew that. He couldn't answer he was on a ventilator and everything else. But the healing power of God answering prayers is amazing. Godly love can change everything. Amen. Change your life. Now, what do you think that did for me? I said, whoa, man. Goodness gracious. That's awesome. So when we pray, I said, man, I, Lord, you did it once. I know you're not getting weak. You're strong. And I'm going to stay strong in you, Lord. Let me see. Let me see what you're doing here. So I can join in and be a part of that. That's a testimony of the power of God. But you know what? Like I said, I want I want to throw this back in there. A lot of times we don't see it when we want it. We want it now. Over a year before I got to hear that. Hey Amen. Thanks. I'll never forget you guys praying for me. If, if he didn't give me the location of where we were standing, I would say, man, no problem. Because you know, oh Buddy and Billy and them come up. And let me tell you this it's not because Buddy and Billy were there. We just happen to be a vessel. God will use you just like he used me or anything else. You hear what I'm saying? But when he told me where I was standing and where the other guy was standing, that just blew my mind. I said, God, you are so good. That's a testimony to the power of God. So here's the question I have for you. How has God's love changed you? I want to let you all think about that for a second. How has God's love changed you? And I got to thinking about it in my life. There's still a lot more work to do. And there's times I still fly off the handle a whole lot less. Because I get that little check in my spirit sometimes. Mm, Man, it's not about me. It's about him. I was doing some reading last night. Many of y'all know most of the time when I go to bed, I put my headset on and I listen to preaching. And I wake up three o'clock in the morning with the headset this way or whatever. You know, <laughs> not a pretty sight, I'm sorry, niece. <laughs> you know? But I'm trying to take every minute that I could fill up on the word of God. And, and there was a testimony about a guy just talking about how God had changed his life. And he started seeing how he responded. This guy, this guy was talking about he was a millionaire and he had went through a situation. And when, it, when, when he came out of all of that, he said, that money didn't matter a bit. I'll use it however I can. But this And then they talked to people that they did business with him. Guess what? There was some radical forgiveness. When he got back on his feet, he called up people and he says, you know, I've been pressuring you to pay me the money and everything else. And they're going, you know, he said, I'm going to ask you to forgive me. And you get it to me when you can or not at all. He says, you want to hear a dead spot on the phone? Nothing. His life had been changed. I don't know what it is that God's tugging on your heart today, that maybe there's some changes, or maybe there's things that we just need to receive, but I know one thing we need to receive is that Godly love, because God wants to change us from the inside out, and he wants people to know it. Now, that don't mean you've got to grab your Bible and jump up and down in the middle of the road. If he tells you that, just make sure he, he does, you know? But I'm saying that, you know what, as you walk and as you walk things out, be a mirror of Christ as God gives you the understanding, amen, and he will give it to you, you know, we're seeking the Lord, why do you think he wants to keep, why would he pay such a great price, and they go, ain't gonna tell nobody, he wants us to know, he wants us to know him, he wants us to know him, and that starts out with godly love, amen, everybody doing good, writing a couple of notes down, let's keep on rolling, well, you know what, this is what the Lord showed me, this progression, he said, from that godly love, guess what you get to see, my amazing grace, I said, all right, What's going on with that? God's love is wrapped with grace. How do I know that? I think about this often, how we say? saved. We're saved by grace through faith, right? God's love coming to us, right? Look at this. I'll give you a word anchor. I always like to have that in there. Look how God's love and grace go hand in hand. First John four nineteen says, we love because he first loved us. We didn't even know what love was. We think we do. But when we start experiencing the love of God, man, it changes everything. He draws us to himself through the love. Amen? Good deal. Now, take a look at this. Now, I'm going to jump back into the story. Everybody with me? Paul's love for his fellow brother brought him to a point of being willing to pay the penalty. What did he say? He said, if he owes you anything, put it on my account. Can you imagine that? Can you ever imagine that? You know, guys, you know, now y'all going to follow me around when I go through a drive-thru. I say this from time to time. I love going through a drive-thru and then finding out the people behind you, especially if you don't know them, it's even better, and just pay for their food. And just move up. And you look in the mirror and they're going, what? Uh, what? You know? First they go, what? And then they're like, then the second thing you can see go, what do they want? I got this look like this. I man, like like you know, to drive off. You know what I mean? What are you talking about? You know what? That love of God and that amazing grace. That's what grace is. He says, you know what? I'm willing to pay the penalty. If there's anything you owe, that, that Onesimus us, put it on my tab. All right? So he was willing if that was the case. But I'm going to tell you. Jesus' love for us did pay the penalty. He did pay the penalty, amen? That changes everything. Look at the sacrifice, man. We cannot forgive. How can we not forgive if we really think about the sacrifice? I'm going to spend a little time here. A lot of times, we let bitterness, unforgiveness set in. And you remember those walls we talked about in the illustration early on, right? Being broke down? We just put another brick back in. I just was you know, that person did me that way. That person did me that way. And next thing you know, you're all the way up here. And I know that it's got to start hindering our hearing of what God wants us to do. So today, allow the grace of God and the love of God to tear them walls down. Amen. So we can hear him and we can be his hand and his feet. You know, so if I think about that, how can I say, well, I can't forgive them. Let me just put this in there. I know many of y'all have been through things that I have not. And I've probably been through a few things that maybe you have not. My prayer is this. That I will respond like Christ. And I can't do it on my own. You can't do it on your own. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to give you the strength. To see things through his eyes. Amen. His grace allows us. To accept this amazing gift of life. We talked about in Ephesians 2, 8, 9. I talk about that often. Another word anchor for you there. It says by grace you're saved through faith. Not that of yourself. But it's a gift to God. It's by his grace. His love. And you know what? Can you imagine? You, that, that's just off the chart. It's off the chart. What Paul was asking Philemon, Philemon to do was off the chart back in that country. He said, you want that slave to come back and wipe it clean and all that? What? He said, yeah. And then he says, not only that, he's going to be more useful to you because he's your brother. Man! But if he can do it, can't we do it? How did he do it? How would he be able to do it? Only by the power of God. Amen. So that's the amazing grace. Now let's pick up a little speed. You guys are waiting for you to hear them notes going. Because this is going to help you. This is where I want to begin. To that radical forgiveness. What do you mean about radical forgiveness? I thought about a few things. There's no strings attached. There's no strings attached to rad- radical forgiveness. There's no barriers. No walls. No what ifs. And if you do this, I do that. No, that's not it. Right? There's no guilt. Get amen there. Amen? No guilt? Because that'll keep you bound up, man. Uh, yeah, I'm forgiving, but... ain't yeah, no buts. Right? Radical forgiveness. No fear. I heard it said one time, fear is false evidence appearing real. Right? Try to keep you from God's best. What else? No worry. Anybody worry in here? I know some people are worried enough for all of us in here. I love my mom. I'm going to go ahead and tell the story. Bless her heart. She says, I read in the paper... That Langley is going to start, Langley Air Force Base is going to start taking houses and everything. My mama, lives eight miles from the base. They're going to come get my house. I said, my mama ain't going to come get your house. Ah, I said, they'd have to take Tan. they'd have to take this, they'd have to do all this. My mom loved her right where she's at. She's 83. But that concerned her, right? I said, my mama ain't going to do that. She said, well, you're going to have to give me a better answer than that. <laughs> she told me, I said, well, if they do, you come stay with me. She said, huh? <laughs> I said, what? I said, you come on, we'll move you to coach. She said, some next move I make is going to the park line. That's it. I said, what are you talking about? And she, said, and she says that joke, and she says, look, I'm 83. I've had a good life. I don't want to move. I said, well, you know what? We're going to make sure you don't move. She said, I like that. All right. I said, now, mom, you're going to have to have something else to worry about. Right? She said, well, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and I tease her because that's a relationship we have a little bit. I said, that's, that's done. Everything's okay. You know, but that concerned her. And it might seem silly to us sometimes, but there's things that are very real. That was very real to her. So I didn't under, underestimate it. I just kind of loved her all through it and moved on. Because you know what? There's things in our life that we get worked up about and we have no control of. I mean, zero control of. But man, we just. Oh. And guess what? If you can find somebody to agree with you about worrying, you just ramp it up to the next level. Man. Did you know that? And you Really? Can you believe that? Yeah. Oh, there's going to be a layoff. Oh, my goodness. Man, you're down there at uh, you know, the pawn shop and everything with all your stuff. Hey, it's coming. Why don't you open the word and say, hey, he's coming. It's okay. He's coming back. Let's trust in that. So, you know, radical forgiveness, guys and gals. It's, it's this thing that there's no strings. There's no burden. There's no guilt. There's no fear. There's no worry. And you know what? There's no hell. This so what I say here, when we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we pass from death to life. That means we have eternity with Jesus. When I say there's no hell, there's no hell for those who put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a place called hell, very real. So you hear what I'm saying? So, So look how I'm applying this. There's no hell for those who put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that radical forgiveness of God. And there's no greater love than what Jesus has for us. Rescue you out. Break you loose, Break down the walls. No other way but Jesus. John 14, 6, if you want a reference on that. So why wait? Why run from God? You know, why do we do that? I, and I said again, it's worth, it's worth repeating. I have found that it takes a whole lot less energy to run to Christ than it does to run from Christ. Amen? And that's just because God is so good and he's always looking for us to come to his, to his loving arms. But I pray today as we get ready to go into this last little piece I want to share with you is that we run to God and let him refresh us with his love, refresh us with his forgiveness, refresh us with his grace, amen? Because that's what I believe he wants to do here today. He paid way too high a price for us to leave something on the table, amen? Everybody doing good. All right, picking up steam. That refreshing freedom. How do you think Onesimus felt being accepted? Now I'm gonna go back into the story. So we venture out a little bit, come back to the story. We venture out a little bit, come back to the story, right? Onesimus, is Right? How do you think he felt to be accepted? See what I'll put in different color here. We love to be accepted. Did you know that you're accepted right the way you are in Christ, right here, right now? That's powerful, isn't it? So how does that make you feel? Because I tell you, when you're on a playground and you're a kid, a lot of times you don't fit in. At least they tell you that. Right? You go to a dance, you might not fit in. Unless you got some moves like this. Just make sure y'all ain't sleeping back there. Jeff goes, he does dance like that. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? Being accepted for who you are right where you are. That's what I want you to know. Take a look at this. Being received as a brother in Christ. See, I pray when you come in here that you receive just right the way you are, that you know what? You know what? When you put your faith and trust in the Lord, this is your family as well. Amen? That's the goodness of God. opening your family up to you, right? Hear this. There's no longer shackles. Past sin. Past sin. He separates all of our sin. Right? As far as the east is to the west. That's good to know. That's good to know. And he didn't just save you. You see, God is not bound by time. He didn't just say you well, So you know, I'm going to save you up until you're about 50 years old and then you're really going to blow it on I'm hands off. He didn't say that. He says forever. Eternal life. Man, aren't you glad? You know? His grace is not stopped by what we do. Right? You can't stop the flow of God's love. Right? But you know what? We can try to reject it. We can try to run from it. I want to encourage you today. Turn around and be refreshed with the freedom that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Because there's no longer uh, us being shackled to past sins. What else? Now having peace with the Lord. Now what do you think that feels like? You think about that. Having peace with the Lord. Knowing you come in here today and you say, man, buddy, I had this going on. I had that going on. But yes, I'm a believer in Christ. And I just said, Lord, put this under the blood of Christ. Forgive me. I want to receive that refreshment. I want to receive that Godly love. I want to see, receive your amazing grace. I want to participate and receive. See, it's all about receiving on this particular thing, right? Why do you have to receive it? So that you can give it. See, you can't give what you don't have. But So when you experience the goodness of God, guess what you want to do? It's just like a sale of people, right, baby? You got to tell everybody, right? Ready to roll. Yes, indeed. I thought y'all like that. It's going to be a long ride home. All right. Now, having a future that was refreshing. You know what? We have a good time. But you know what? We talked about the, the the future. You know, when you when you speak over your kids, I, I pray, and I and, and I just know you can, to speak positive to them. And you say, hey, you know what? You can be what you can, whatever you desire to be, and you can encourage encourage them. How much more can we be when God's in our corner, huh? I never, ever, ever, folks in the front row and the back row can say, never, ever, ever thought they'd see me up here. Amen. Amen. Just going, I know him. I know him a long time. Amen. He said, I just come to see if he was there. But what I want to tell you about that is, God will use you. God will use you. God will use you. And whether you're sitting here or up here, God will use you. And that's what I want you to hear today. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, God will use you. Because you have a future of refreshing in Christ. That's what I want you guys to hear about today in the Lord Jesus Christ. And before we get ready to wrap this up, I just want you to go back to a couple of those things. We are accepted. How does it feel to be accepted? We know we like that, don't we? We like that to be able to have that embrace. Well, you got that with Christ. You know what I mean? We have to receive what God's done for us so that we can walk in it, right? And as we continue to go on, then we no longer have our past sins counted to us. That's amazing. Man, the list is wiped clean. Done. Because of what Jesus did, not because of what we did. And we have a future, and we have peace. So with that being said, I wrote this down. I added this slide last night. I said, man, you know what, Lord? This is just amazing what you've done for us. I said, the chains are broken. You've been set free. Be refreshed today in Christ. If you're here today, and you said, man, that message was right, right on my grill, man. What's you going to do with it? What you going to do? How are you going to apply that to your life this week, right here, right now, and take it with you back home? How are you going to work that into what's going on? Because you know what? God is for you. And I think that's the amazing thing that we see about the love of God. We think we can run, but there's really no need to run other than into his love and all of us. And I pray today that through something said here that you guys said, man, you know what? That is powerful. Get God's perspective on the love that he has for us. Think about the godly law. He yeah, was sending, sending Jesus Christ for us to pay our sin debt. Think about his amazing grace that we don't have to measure up. If you ever go anywhere and they say, well, you gotta do this, 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 and this, and this before you can be saved, you say, get out of my face. Right? Run. You tell God. Because the Bible says it's by grace you saved through faith. When we trust God in His finished work on the cross, his sacrifice. We said, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me today. Lord, I don't know all the pieces of the puzzle, but I'm going to tell you what. I know that your son Jesus died for me, and I'm going to receive him right here, right now. Today, Lord, receive him. If that's your prayer today, grab hold of it. If you're here today and you say, man, it's been a rough week. I used to play music with a guy, and my dad used to say, hey, Rick, how's your week been? He said, I'm having a rough life. You might be here and say, I'm having a rough life. Live out the rest of it in the grace of it. Live out the rest of the days that God's given you with the power of the Spirit of the Lord in your life. Maybe God's going to call you to speak in somebody's eye, home homegrown. Maybe God's going to call you on a job to just say, it's going to be all right. Maybe God's going to ask you, you know, to do something along the lines. Think about this. When it's all said and done, and we stand before the Lord, and we've given our life to Christ, I'm talking about a judgment. It's not going to be about your sin. Sin is suffering because it's done. We're done, Right? What did you do for the kingdom? What would you say? What would you say? Yes. Well, I went to church on Sunday and buddy talks a lot and he talks really fast. They go, well, okay, that's about him. What did you do for the kingdom? Understand what I'm saying? It's not to get in the kingdom. It's because you have the kingdom power living in you and the love. So use that in a mighty way. Right here, right now. Let me pray for you. Lord, we thank you for all you do, Lord. We thank you that we can come to you right now and you can wash us clean. Precious Lord. I pray that you take this message and make it so much more than what I could ever make it. And if there's one here that's never put their faith and trust in you, Lord, I pray today is the day they they, they latch on to the greatest gift ever given. It's your son, Jesus Christ. If that's your prayer today, ask the Lord to forgive you of your sin and come into your life right here, right now. And he says, I will give you freshness. I will give you grace. I will give you eternal life. He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God rose from the dead, you will be saved. If that's you today, pray that prayer and receive it. If you're here today and you say, man, buddy, it's been a rough week. It's been a tough time. Let me tell you, God can make it all new. And I want you to understand that today, that God is for you, that God is with you, and God loves you. Rejoice in the freshness of has done. Give the Lord a hand clap and share some radical forgiveness. Amen. Amen.